Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back uh, to another uh, a little fantastic episode we got here of the Audible Podcast. I'm your boy here, Walter, the, the, the host with the most, uh, the man with the plan, uh, the legend, the Aloysius Coltrane, a uh, Turbo Jackson, the third junior, the fourth, all that together at the same time. Uh, this is your boy, man. Uh, just back here with another episode. What I wanted to do is I want to give a, a special time and a special moment in the first part of this episode. Y'all not know I just like to get straight to the point, get straight to everything, get, get straight to what I'm what I want to talk about. So the first thing I want to talk about is uh so of course NBA time. Uh, we are on the cusp, C U S P, the cusp on the uh, NBA finals here. Uh, more than likely we're gonna get a Lakers Heat finals. Um, well. Whatever, however it go, uh, I'm I'm gonna be very angry at the end because I'm pretty sure how it's gonna end. But I would like to discuss uh, one team that you know just 100% deserved uh, everything they got. They deserve to get eliminated. They deserve the embarrassment. Um, they deserve their quote unquote superstar again um, not showing up. Um, they deserve to. A lose in the, in the fashion that they did, in the way that they did, um, in the roster that they've built, and the way that they've built, it, and the fact that they have no uh, inkling or chance in the future, just because they've decided just to remain mediocre, um, consistently mediocre for the last probably nine years straight. Um, that team is the Houston Rockets, and that team. Um, as of right now, has the worst fan base you'll ever think about remembering or hearing of. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, take some time out of the podcast to to say, LOL. I mean, you, you, it's, it's, it's finally getting to that point. Um, it's time for the breakdown. This is what I said about, I said this about J.J. Watt uh, years ago. I think the, the Texans could have. Um, highly, highly, highly benefited from trading J.J. Watt at the peak of his career. Um, and even though J.J. Watt has a, has had injuries, pretty much he just gets injured every year. But he still plays hard every year, plays at elite level every single year. And I think that if you could have traded that elite talent, um, I think you could have got a lot more than what, you know, Let's say Oakland got for Khalil Mack. I think you could have got the whole fucking farm for J.J. Watt at a certain time in a certain period. I think you could have still put yourself in a position for Deshaun Watson. But it could have also bought you a lot of other young offensive talent. Um, And and I feel the same way as as the Rockets. Because the Rockets have no first-round draft picks. They have nothing to give away. They have nothing to trade. The biggest trade asset right now is... Pretty much Russell Westbrook. Um, now I'm sure you can get Russell Westbrook, and you can get a pretty penny uh, from some team that has a lot of young pieces that want to automatically automatically just take this stuff from, you know, from mid level to high level. I'm trying to think of a team who has maybe a lot of bigs or a lot of shooters around them that would need somebody, use somebody like Westbrook to just barrel to the to the goal and kick it out when they need to, you know, in the Benson type of way, in the Giannis type of way. You know, Westbrook should be, the offense should be around him in that type of way. If you haven't noticed, it's not like he's that much of a, a jump shooter. 
you know, he'll put it up. He's not scared to put it up, you know, and that that's the the admirable thing you get from somebody like that, you know. Even though uh, it's gonna sound like a double barrel hitting off that rim, he's just not he's not scared to throw it up. He's gonna put it up either way it go. So, um, you know, in the same way they say about Ben Simmons, who who doesn't want to shoot at all, you know, obviously it's a, it's a nobody just don't shoot don't shoot like nobody just don't shoot like it gotta be something you know going on something a little extra you know you know but that's for for them to figure out um uh but the rockets have no they have nothing for the future they could they could figure out the trade russell westbrook they would never trade james harden because they don't have the nuts to make a move like that they don't have the nuts to just trade both of them What are you going to lose? You've had Harden for eight, nine years. You've, the, the, you just got Westbrook at the, the uh, I believe, at the beginning of the season. Or at the end of last year. I think they traded him in, in offseason. So, you already shot yourself in the foot by giving up the asset. By desperately giving up the asset. You know, I don't think Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook is a bad trade. I think Russell Westbrook is a better player than Chris Paul. But it's obvious that Chris Paul can run an offense, and he can run a more different type of offense than Russell Westbrook can. So if you put him in that set, as he proved the two years before, and I'm saying Chris Paul, I'm giving Chris Paul praise. That's how much I dislike the Rockets, because I'm actually giving Chris Paul um, any type of praise. The thing is, when you have a guy like Chris Paul, you know, I'm only giving shit because the nut punch and stuff is hilarious. Uh, but the thing with Chris Paul is, he was almost there. You know, uh, you got the injury thing. I still thought they would have lost. Um, 27 threes, you got all this stuff. You had the chance last year. No Durant still got dominated by Steph. But this year was the year. Instead, you let James Harden trade Chris Paul. James Harden trading Chris Paul. And I say James Harden trades Chris Paul because they don't make that decision without you don't make that decision without James Harden knowing. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, not only did Darren Morey come out uh, several times throughout the meeting and say he wasn't going to do it uh, himself. It wasn't through, through you know, words. He didn't put through through a source to say a source said Darren Morey said he's not going to do it. He said it himself. I heard it two different times. I know he said it three. I heard him two different times. He said it on the Simmons podcast a, a while ago, year, uh, year ago, last year. And... Um, he said it somewhere else. I think I believe on Walsh's podcast, and it was one more place. Uh, so his history of just outright lying, uh, just like the Dan Tony thing, uh, when he says he's going to keep Dan Tony. You fired all the coaches before the beginning of the season. How are you planning on keeping the coach when you fire every coach that they have? You fired all his assistants. So of course he's going to resign before you get the before you even get the chance to to fire him. It just, it just goes like that. Things like that happen. You know that's why Dan Tony quit. Before they even left the bubble, he quit the, the next morning. He already it was already on his mind. He quit with coffee in his hand. So, you know, you have a team like the Rockets, and and if I had five hours, I couldn't get through. You know how much I I just dislike their fan base. Uh, how much you could just see that it's excuse after excuse. It's time after time. 
when they cannot get over the hump. And they cannot get over the hump because they refuse to start over. They think you can just skip over and just get straight to the hard work. I mean, you can just skip over the hard work and get straight to a championship. It will not work like that. Just like we thought, oh, it was just the Warriors. It was no Warriors this year. And this year was more embarrassing than any other other the rest of the ones. You actually had a chance against the Warriors. The Lakers just washed you. The best chance of survival for the Houston Rockets is to trade James Harden and or Russell Westbrook. Now, I don't think there's ever been a time when a team has traded two superstars off of the squad at the same time. But in order for them to get any type of assets, any type of first round, believe me, look, I, you know, people give Jam Hall a lot of shit. Every single team will give up everything they have for James Harden. Period. It could be the Milwaukee Bucks. It could be the Lakers. If Harden is on the table, then somebody got to go. Some draft picks got to go. We won't, we'll be drafting four graders by the time motherfuckers get done if Harden is on the table. Let's keep it real. Look at what OKC got for Paul George. You can get easily that. And you can easily get rid of all these players, all these mismatched players that you bought in. Just to just supplement. Like you don't need, you know, and I mean no disrespect for these guys. These guys are NBA players. But these guys are not just for this team. Somebody like Daniel House can beat. He can play anywhere. It's a tough dude. He can shoot threes. He tripping. <laughs> he wilding. But he can play anywhere. Austin Rivers can play anywhere. Um, who Who's all the rest of these cats? And that's what I'm saying. You know, these cats don't, you know, um. Jeff Green. Jeff Green can play anywhere. He can buckets anywhere. After what he showed in the minutes that they gave him. Any team that just needs somebody that can bang that three out. Jeff Green can do it for you. But these ragtag guys. You know, these guys are not. You know, and, I'm, and again, I mean no disrespect. Daniel House is not the guy off the bench. He's not. He's the sixth man. You got guys like Lou Wills, that's a six man. You got Montreal out there, Montreal's hair out there, that's six man. Uh, you got Toronto putting out six man. Like in the Western Conference, especially, you're going to need a better six man. In the NBA in general, you're going to need a better six man. These things is just going to happen. That's just how these things go. The Rockets refuse to put in the work, they keep trying to cut in front of the line, and it just won't happen. Next year, it won't happen. Fertitta has absolutely no idea what he's doing. So, of course, it won't happen. Daryl Morey has nothing left to trade. It's going to take some nuts. And it's going to take some desperation to see that you have two assets that can restart your entire franchise. I don't even know if you can do I'm pretty sure this is legal. I don't think I'm saying anything that's just fucking, it's just out of place here. I don't think I'm saying you go kidnap a motherfucker. I'm saying by trading James Harden and by trading Russell Westbrook, the Houston Rockets right now have the chance to restart 
their entire franchise. The entire franchise. Two players. One got, I think Russell Westbrook has one year left. James Harden has two years left. They're not coming back. Westbrook is not coming back. Even if Westbrook got, no, I think they picked that Westbrook contract. So he might got like four years left. You don't want them to count. You don't want them for four years. It's 40 million. Westbrook, my dog, he's one of the greatest players, period. He's the, I've never seen a player play harder, period. Besides Jordan and LeBron. Phys- visibly, you know, I'm sure Tim Duncan and all these cats play hard. You know Russell Westbrook is on the court. It's no, it's no mistaking. It's no quiet moments. Even if he banging that long ass too, that's dunking like a Mossberg hitting off the rim. He's out there. But it's not working. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Not in this system. Halton is not going to work. It's been nine years. It has been Dwight Howard, Kevin McHale. They was going to Western Conference Finals then. That's like 2014. When the Kevin McHale got fired. At least four years ago. They went a whole season with a uh, with, with Bickerstaff. Or like an interim. And then D'Antoni came in. I think this is maybe D'Antoni's. It could have been his his third season, fourth season, maybe. And you know what? Let me make this a little easy. I'm gonna, let me pull a roster up because let's see. Na, 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 na. Ooh, brother. Okay. So PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker is a piece, right? But PJ Tucker is not your main defense. He's been your main defensive piece, but he's not that. PJ Tucker's listed at six five. Ding ding ding. Let me give you a little thing. PJ Tucker ain't six five. And if PJ Tucker was six five, he's got LeBron and Anthony Davis. That will not cut it. You got Blim Magnum. I forgot they picked up Rocco. Rocco is a, is a fantastic pickup for him. Uh, Robert Covington. He's a fantastic pickup for him. He fits into their system. But you need more people like them. You need more Rocos. You need more people at that level. Cephalosha, I don't even know what Cephalosha even played. Austin Rivers. Like I say, Austin Rivers could be on a roster. But Austin Rivers is not a... He's not that guy. Danny Haas is not that guy. You know, then then you know they're good role players. They're good players, but they're not that. They're not that guy. You know what I'm saying? You know, Eric Gordon is not that guy. Eric Gordon has to dip too. I'm sure he's on the block. I'm sure. I'm sure Eric Gordon is on the block. I forgot they got Eric Gordon to trade. Rocco, they they not trading Rocco. You trade Rocco, you crazy. You can. You can take Harden. And you can talk to Brooklyn. And I'm more than sure you can get Dinwiddie, Allen, and Levert, and picks for Harden. You can get all three of them. Because they won't need, they damn sure won't need uh, Dinwiddie if Harden is there. They damn sure won't need Levert if Harden is there. 
Jared Allen, they got DeAndre Jordan. Even though, to me, Jared Allen is a, is a much better prospect. He's much younger. Obviously, he's a better prospect because he's just much younger. But they're looking for play right now. They got Durant and Kyrie right now. They could just have Harden on the books for two years. They only got two years on the contract left. For Dinwiddie, Levert, and Allen? And they'll probably get some picks. I mean, it's James Harden. It's a, it's a tough, it's a lot. You probably get two first rounders. So you start to get your first rounders back. At least, if you're going to keep this bullshit up, at least you have those first rounders to do something with. But a big trade needs to be done. Brooklyn is not getting Russell Westbrook. He does not fit with Kyrie. He does not fit with Kevin Durant. Harden doesn't either. But if you got three scores like that, uh, then it, it really don't matter. It don't matter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the, there's so much they can do. Um, I don't think they'll do it because I don't think they'll have the nuts to do it. Fertitta is crazy. So I think from pure craziness, he could possibly do it. And he can make it get done. And then Maury will, will put the, put a good deal out. But I think Brooklyn is probably your best pick. Because I'm pretty sure Brooklyn is um, trying to get it done right now. Uh, you can tell from the hires that they made. You can tell from the, the people that they've signed. Um, and I just don't think Dimwitty and Levert are good players with Kyrie and Durant. I think they're good players. I want them. I damn sure one of my my team this season scores. Scoring is no problem for for Dinwiddie, period. Getting it done is no problem. Levert, he do a little bit of both. He can score, but he'll he'll get you some assists. He they both get it done. Allen is fantastic rebounder and blocking the shot. I'll take any of those players. The Rockets will take any of those players. You don't have D'Antoni anyway. If you bring in Sam Cassell anyway, Sam Cassell is First of all, Sam Cassell is a player's coach. Everybody knows Sam Cassell. He's been around. He's paid his dues. He's been assistant forever. I remember this motherfucker being assistant for like Minnesota. Jesus Christ. Was this like early 2000s, mid 2000s? He's been assistant for a bit, you know, and he's paid his dues. So if you get him in there, a guy that can develop talent, you get him some young players, some good to, to decent young players some I mean decent age young players like Denwitty and Levert it's not like they 19 20 you know what I'm saying they probably I think Denwitty is probably like 26 um maybe like 23 something like that they might be in that range but they're not you know they're not 30 either one of them so you put them in you put Allen in you get them a little grittiness a little grind because Denwitty is an old school two guard he's an old school two guard Levert is a little mixed in between the one and the two and Allen is an old school five Restart your franchise because the cutting to the line is not gonna work no more. Next year, it's damn sure gonna work. It's Splash Vision is back next year. Giannis has a decision to make. Players are gonna go where they need to go. We got a draft coming up. The Rockets need to drop their nuts. But who going to do it? Who going to be the one to make the decision? Who going to be the one to say, hey, we need to restart the entire franchise at least for the next four years. More can extend his job at least four years by making the trade that needs to be made 
And it is Russell Westbrook, but he's not alone. If you send these two dudes to two different teams in different conferences, and in, 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 keep throwing them in the East, you can revitalize your whole franchise for four years minimum. Minimum. But do the Rockets have anybody in their office that's willing to make the call? I don't think so.